Hello and good morning. Happy Friday, gamers. Welcome to this week's new episode of Breakfast with Boom. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. Today, folks, for the next two hours, we're going to give you some of the hottest gaming opinions that, you know, that you can find across the, across the map. Pardon me while I still have this, this cold that's just whipping my ass. Um, but listen, folks. Get ready. We we have a lot of big stories. It turns out, and I know I can't. I cannot wait to go to, of course, Fuzzy Belvedere on this. The Xbox Series S, the potato, the potato that no one loved, the redheaded stepchild, if you would, of gaming. It turns out that the developers over at Boldar's Gate have figured out some things that are going to now be moved over to the Series X to the PC. And of course, to the PlayStation 5, check that out. It's incredible. And you know what? You want to see more developers take the time to learn this console. We're going to get into that. We're also going to get into some big news coming out of Sony. Well, more bad news for SIE. <clears throat> but we will break all of that down. We have a lot to get into. Let's start with the introductions first. Uh, I don't know if Web Dave is back yet, but if he's not. Oh, there he is. Yeah, Dave. Here. How are you, kind sir? Good morning. Happy Friday. <laughs> I'm stressing, but uh, but I'm here, man. I'm ready for it. Let's do it. <laughs> well, we know why you're day. stressing. Hopefully, everything goes smooth and according to Hoyle <laughs> as they as they will. Uh, but uh, Dreadpool, you you're exhausted. You're happy to be here. You're tired. You just put in another 82 hours. Uh, All the how above. How are you doing, sir? All the above are facts. I am doing good. All things considered, I'm happy to be here. Happy to hang out with everybody. And wow, do we have some stuff to talk about today? Uh, so, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get into it. So we're uh, we're gonna we're gonna open up with uh, the uh, I, th I think we should probably open up with the Boulders Gate stuff first. But before we get into that story, let's welcome in, of course, Buzzy Belvedere. And we're going to go to you first, Fuzzy, because you, my friend, have been banging the drum on the Series S and its capabilities for years. Good morning, sir. How are you feeling? Good morning, everyone. Glad to be here. Man, just who would have thought a potato would be able to show the way for other platforms? I mean, who, who would have thunk? But, uh, yeah, it's good to see that uh, some of these devs are using the tools, and hopefully that continues as we've seen uh, some of the results from you know, things like Alan Wake 2, where they're using some of the uh, RDNA 2 stuff. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into that. But man, so such a good uh, time to be here. Such a good time to be a gamer. And man, uh, Team Blue, I, I know they're doing well as far as uh, part sales, but uh, and some somewhat of software sales, but just seems like uh, they have a, uh, I guess it's now nicknamed the Delay Station, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that as well. But Man, so glad to be here. Well, we're happy to have you, brother. So listen, let, let, we're going to go to you first. So, of course, I, I got to give uh, credit where credit is due. Um, the story that I pulled, personally, I know a lot of people talking about it. Uh, the story that I pulled is from Okami Games, and it's at Okami13 underscore. He is someone that I follow. He is a, a prominent member of the community that consistently puts out information he does cover all the platforms. Uh, so he had put out a post yesterday, uh, uh, yesterday evening, just before nine, as a matter of fact, which is 
why I, I was late with this with, with the show notes because this was starting to brew early in the day. And he says this, folks: Boldar's Gate Three developers found a thirty-four percent VRAM optimization while developing the game for the uh, de- developing the Xbox Series S port. This could directly benefit performance for PC, Xbox Series X, and of course the PlayStation Five. You know. We have been hearing lots of insults, lots of so-called developers, lots of so-called insiders saying that there is no place in gaming for the Xbox Series S. We've heard, Fuzzy, that it holds back the generation. It's holding back everybody. It's a potato. It barely runs. And here we are. A developer of Larian Studios who has a record-breaking hit on their hands with Boldar's Gate 3, who originally said that they were going to have a hard time getting it to run, especially on the Series S. Here they are. They go, and they're doing the work. They're putting the time. They're investing in the production of this game. And they go, and they find a third, not a 3%, not a 4%. Fuzzy, a 34% VRAM optimization aspect to the Series X that's going to benefit the other more powerful hardware in PC, Series X, and PS5. Let's talk about this for a second, because I thought that this system did not have a place in gaming. Well, apparently, if you take the time and you learn the tools that has been available uh, to you, you get to find out this stuff. Definitely. Like, I think the biggest thing that we can take away from this is that at the beginning of this generation, a lot of stuff that was, uh, you know, designed on the P- for the PS5 and kind of in, in some cases ported over to the uh, Series X and S was based off of last year's tool set uh, with the PS4 or not last year, but like last generation's tool set. There wasn't that much of an evolve or evolution from the previous set up for the software compared to today uh, with Xbox waiting for the complete RDNA to uh, tool set with the series X and S they were trying to make it so it would be easier across the board as far as optimization for PC and console, as long as the de- developers use, you know, the proper tool sets within that, that suite. The drawback has been in the past though. I, I guess Xbox figured that the devs will just be, you know, jumping over for joy to to use that stuff. But a, a lot of them are set in, I won't say set in their old ways, but if something is like a, an easier path that you've known, like you've been down that road before kind of thing, you're going to probably stay taking that same path as opposed to something that's completely new, which unbeknownst to some of the developers could save them time, but they see it as something that could possibly delay or hinder their, their progress as far as, you know, producing the game. So, more recently, Xbox has been sending some of their their specialists over to the studios to kind of talk them through some of the steps. And as you can see, with a 34 percent increase, it's it's almost like they found a, a cheat code, per se, as far as being able to get these games to run smoother, more efficiently. Um, and hopefully that lesson can be learned, not just from Microsoft sending more of their specialists to some of these 
you know, studios outside of their first party, party obviously. Um, but to, you know, some of these third parties, it will make for better, you know, more optimized, probably less day one patch type stuff <laughs> moving forward with this generation. So it's, it's great that Microsoft had the first site as far as setting it up to use RDNA's full tool set. And now that they're sending specialists to these studios to kind of help out, you know, show them the ropes per se, they're now starting to see the benefit. And some studios have already, you know, seen certain things as far as helping with from visuals and, and consistency on frame rates and things like that. Like we saw that with Alan Wake, although the, the Series S still at the 30 uh, frames, but they definitely pushed it to the limit, you know, which we saw with the Xbox One X, how some devs pushed to the limit as far as what that console was able to uh, produce visually. Um, we're starting to see the same with the, the Series X, but if we can get more of these devs, kind of like Larian, to take the time to kind of look at, you know, the, a different process than what they might be used to, I think we'll, we'll all benefit in the long term, whether you're on PlayStation, PC, or, or Xbox. It, it benefits us all if, if the game can, you know, have a more consistent frame rate, can have, you know, slightly better visuals as far as particle effects, ambient inclusion, and, and things along those lines. But, uh, yeah, it, it's awesome to see. Um, unfortunately, you're probably still going to have a few uh, devs that are still going to poo-poo on, on the S until, I guess, they have the specialist visit them as well. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's always awesome to see that this isn't what's holding the generation back. Uh, the previous gen is still holding us back to some extent because there's still some cross cross gen stuff being produced uh, to some extent. PC in the sense of using a standard hard drive can kind of be considered a, a hold back to some extent. Uh, not saying that that that's, you know, the end all be all, but there are a lot of other factors. And, you know, hopefully soon we get more word on what the second generation of the switch looks like. But um, yeah. It, it's great to see devs actually uh, putting in the work and getting positive results. And, you know, this will be hopefully the first of many of this generation that we see, you know, this type of turnaround. And, you know, I'm all for it. Absolutely. Uh, real quick, Pixelbit G in the chat says, uh, well, he actually says, says a few things. Uh, he said it isn't about the RDNA. It is about the DirectX 12. Uh, and yeah. yes, I would imagine that is a big part of it. Uh, he goes on to say, uh, he says, yes, it, it will uh, help, in fact, help the Series X, same pipeline. And finally, he says, like I said for months, if the game isn't on DirectX 12, then the engine is holding the console back. Interesting, interesting stuff, as always, from Pixel Bit G. Uh, Dave, let's bring you in on the conversation, brother. Yep. Uh, for, first of all, um, this is great news uh, yes. for anyone that is excited for Boldar's Gate. Uh, it is a game that has exploded on the scene. It has, uh, it's, it, it, I mean, again, I, I think I could say with confidence, it's going to be one of the nominees on Monday when we cover that show. Um, it is, uh, is doing gangbuster numbers, specifically on PC. PlayStation 5 players barely supported it, which, which is not surprising at all because half of them don't even support their own first-party games. Um, but this is great news for anyone that, uh, A, is an Xbox player and owns a Series S, and B, is looking forward to this game. It's going to run really well on what was pitched by many as just a potato. Let's talk about it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's really good news. And um, 
there is so much uh, salt uh, and and people that are that are hurt by this. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying it won't hurt people, but I'm just saying it's like their narrative is just it's it's gone. It's completely blown away. There is no you know the potato is the you know it, it's it's uh it's all about how you approach the the uh, the programming from the beginning and you know the, the direct 12 uh is is really what's gonna set things apart in the future and you know these new games are gonna do it from 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 step one you know you know that um elder scrolls is gonna be just like right on it and uh most likely uh grand theft auto has already you know they've worked this in um you know, so so some people are saying, you know, oh, I'm worried about the the S holding back uh, Grand Theft Auto Six when it comes out. It might just look really damn good uh, on on an S. Uh, I have a feeling because I know that uh, Microsoft is 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 actually uh, been in there talking uh, to their teams already, helping them, um, you know, grow with the new platform that's available to them now. So Microsoft isn't stupid. They have their first alert team out there, um, you know, trying to, especially the big games that are, that are coming out. So then they went in and they were like, showed them, you know, what's what and how, how things can work. And for the developer who was originally saying, you know, we couldn't release on, on, on the X because it was holding us back for parody is now praising it, saying that, it's so much advanced than they thought it was that they actually have to go back in and they're going to be able to enhance even the PlayStation version. Uh, you know, it helps all the gamers, all the games. It's amazing. And this is, this is really good news. If you're a gamer period. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it, that's, it is. It, it, and I think I've, I've seen a lot of people, uh, you know, reiterating what, what, uh, what I think we've all been saying is that, uh, trying to figure trying to find who it was because chat is going super quick that the narrative has absolutely uh, okay that was silver afro what's going on brother welcome to the program he says the narrative has collapsed indeed it has um and uh hey listen you know you don't see crispy bomb here because he had to go into work so we'll get crispy back here as we always do next friday he wanted me to relay that message to the fine hey, boom yes sir I, 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 boss mod lethal papa in in uh, in chat which we love him he's awesome uh he said that uh, dealer's been talking about the the uh, praising the s and how powerful it is for for a long time yeah it's sure he has and uh and he's right he he really has and so this is kind of vindication you know for a lot of those people that were like you just you know it's it's not it's not the console it's the creators of the program that are holding it back yeah and you know what and dealer has been on front street with that for for quite some time about the power of the series s and lethal uh thanks so much for the hot take and of course keeping these streets safe here on double barrel gaming walking silently and carrying a big band stick folks you don't want to get on his bad side because he will ban you don't be a d that's all i can say just don't be a d but uh who uh, speaking of d dreadpool who's not a d dreadpool this is this is this is great news because what this ultimately does is literally destroy tons of narratives that have been racing across i mean we're not even just talking and and what's pathetic about this is it's not just the game reverse it's not just a the content creation community it's not just the you know the fans of xbox or playstation 
we've seen full-on journalists, and I use that terminology very, very softly, actually run with this potato thing. And here we are, folks. Here we are. No longer a potato. It's an actual piece of hardware that when you take the time to learn it, you can do some pretty amazing things. And Larian Studios, who is, you know, specifically more PC-based than anything, I love, I, I love this story. I love the fact that they were had some concerns about the Series S running Boldar's Gate 3. And they went and they did the work and they found this overhead. And it's not even by a small margin. It is a significant margin that they found available to them that is actually going to be used for stronger hardware in PC, Series X, and PS5. Let's talk about it. Yes. Um, let's talk about this part, right? What What if we always said, uh, I know I've said it, dealers one of one of the bigger proponents that have said it also right optimization is key right and that's that's the problem if they're, they're if they're unwilling to work on this and they they get in a mindset that this is how they're going to build the game um this is what happens you know so obviously they had um some people still looking into it and trying to figure out how to do that and you know and here's the best part now that you figured out how to do that, all these implementations that they did to get 34% back, um, oh, that that should work uh, intuitively across the board. You know, you might not get a full 34% back, you know, going from PlayStation to PC, but, you know, for PC, who cares? You know, they're just going to brute force it or all the way through with their 4090s and, and, and such, you know. Yeah, just like they did with um, Cyberpunk uh, 2077. You know, they brute forced everything. Um, Redfall, they brute forced that, even though with all the glitches, you know. So, yeah, when it comes to PC, you know, they brute force anything they can, and they will. And, you know, that's that's good and all, but what happens when you have to optimize for these consoles? And that's the key here is, is building all this stuff from the get-go. Uh, Web Dave had brought it up, too. You know, you got to understand what you're dealing with from the get go and, and design it um, properly from the beginning. You know, um, in doing interviews with game designers and, um, you know, knowing what goes into the box, knowing what goes into this. Um, we interviewed um, the Battletoads guys, uh, Lala Studio, the Lala Studios, right? And interviewing AJ, and, you know, they did not put in from the beginning network and it would take a lot more work to put networking and so you would have online um compatibility for for you know couch co-op you know they just wanted you know offline couch co-op and that's all they they thought they didn't realize that the pandemic would hit and online was was going to be a key factor to keeping a lot of us sane you know so when you do something like that you have to Think about what you're doing from the get-go, using the right tools, um, let alone using the tools that Xbox is giving you, you know, uh, that a lot of the studios aren't doing, Xbox included, uh, but they finally are, which is a good sign. It's a good sign that we're going to see a lot more implementation of these games uh, for, for the tools that are uh, created for them to make it easier for them to, to do more for them 
Um, and I know this is a, a bad taste in everybody's mouth, but AI is one of those other features. You know, yeah. you, you know, you're talking about machine learning. Well, that's AI. You know, when you have all this stuff, that's that's other, you know, but you have to use these things as tools. You're not saying, all right, push this, you know, like you do on, on your chat GPT and you say, hey, I want to see um, boom behind uh, 30 drumsticks, you know, drumming, you know, doing a drum solo with, mm -hmm. with you know, a 360 wraparound drums and stuff like that. Well, how are you going to do that with 30, you know, 30 drumsticks? Chat GPT will figure it out and, and draw it up for you. Uh, is it going to look right? No, because Boom's going to have like 50 fingers. You, you see what I'm saying? When, when you, you have to use it as a tool properly, you have to go through all this stuff. And again, if you don't use the tools properly, you're not going to get what you have. You know, your bad, what was it? Uh, bad input it equals bad out, um, output. Yep. So, you know, it, they're still learning, you know, so I'm not going to jab them all the, all the time for this, but they're still learning. Plus, don't forget, they were also working at one point in time with Stadia. So they were using, a, uh, they weren't, they were using different kernels for that. You know, they were using uh, the Linux software to work with Stadia. So they had some issues there. There's a lot of stuff that was, that was going on. Uh, that we don't see, you know, and, and yes, you know, uh, what happened with G, uh, Grand Theft Auto? Remember all those leaks? And they're like, what? this looks horrible. This looks worse than Grand Theft Auto 3, you know, and, and people are freaking out about it. It's like, look, this this isn't this isn't ready yet. You know, up until 90 percent, it's building the base. The rest of it's cosmetics, which it could be picked in. No problem. So. Again, props to them for figuring out the other 30%, which is beneficial. Hopefully more studios will do the same thing. Um, Redfall, it's too late for them. Nobody's going to listen to them, whatever they did. They just announced 60 frames per second a, a month ago, and nobody cares. You know, some of us do care. Uh, but in the end, nobody else cared. You know, it's a little too late for some of these games. And good thing that this game is still um, sought after and still hyped that um this information is good for everybody so yeah hopefully it'll yeah, fix yeah, some yeah, of the yeah, other what, what it all what 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 it what what's ultimately going to happen here folks it's very simple is other studios that were concerned about development on the series s are going to look to larian studios and of course the teams that microsoft have been sending to these studios to kind of help them with this are going to take this new information, which I'm sure that they're aware of. I don't think that Larian discovered something that Microsoft themselves didn't know. I think that they, while they were, you know, tinkering with getting to getting the Series S to run Boldar's Gate, they were able to find this additional power, this this overhead. And I look, look at the end of the day, I loved, I love this story because what, like I said, ultimately it does destroy a whole bunch of narratives of this being a console that doesn't have a place in next generation when you have a switch that at some at the best can do 1080p you know what i'm saying like this there is something to be said about the series s finally getting its ro its flowers so to speak this is a great story is, is like the media i said gonna, is, yeah i was gonna say is the media gonna go back with with no. the uh, other devs and say, hey, you know, we hate this because it's going to be a, a perfect game out the door. 
not only that, now we found more power that we can utilize. Now we found, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, remember the hate that they got because the game out of the gate was was good for the most part. And, and a lot of devs spoke out against it, saying that this isn't going to be the status quo because we all said this should be the status quo. This is where moving forward, these games should come out near perfect. Uh, we're not going to see that, right? We're not going to see anybody go, oh, you know what? That's props to them. I could I probably see somebody, you know, going back and going, well, you know, who's got time to go back to a game when we're working on the next one? You know, you know what I'm saying? So props to Larian Studios, again, for more than just putting out a good game, um, more than just trying to figure out what's going on and reaching out to Xbox to figure out how to get the S to work properly and incorporate it all and doing all this extra work that they didn't have to do. I mean, really, you know, once you buy the game, really, do they have to support you any more than that? No, but that's the right thing to do. Yeah. So props to them. So definitely, yeah, this is, it's great news. And hopefully, again, sets the example and, and others will learn from it. Yep, I, I agree. Uh, like I said, this is a, a great way to open up the show. Great news for anyone that owns an Xbox Series X, whether it's the original launch title, I mean, launch system, or the recently released uh, one terabyte, which is the uh, the the uh, the one that's in carbon black, which looks really nice. Uh, you know, speaking of anniversaries, there are two anniversaries today. But the first one, because it's a pair of human beings that I absolutely love, is Kaysante and his wife. Happy anniversary to you, fine kids! Uh, they have he put it out on the socials that they're celebrating. I'm not sure. I think it's their thirteenth. I think it is. Yeah, it might be there. Their 13th anniversary. Congratulations to Keosante, one of the voices of the fantastic Gaming Circle podcast each and every Saturday morning. And this is one of the, I didn't get many glitches, but this is one in Robocop where the guy that the NPC just stood there. So I just decided to let loose on him. By the way, I, I have to keep praising this game. And shout out to Dreadpool also, who won it and was like, nah, boom, re roll it. And we re-rolled it, and someone I, else won. I, you know, I, I I appreciate that I won. I was excited that I won, but at the same time, I really wanted you know um, one of the listeners to win more so than well, myself. Well, you, you know, know what it's mean? funny. Um, you know, uh, the same uh, incredible community member uh, that uh, gave uh, that donated that code uh, uh, has also donated another code. Uh, let me see if I could find it here. Let me go to my chat because they donated yesterday. Uh, let me see. Hold on just a second. Um, that is EJ Jackson. Uh, he donated uh, Alan Wake. Uh, actually, he didn't do. I'm sorry. He didn't donate the Robocop. He donated Alan Wake on Friday. Um, let's see. Actually, no, I'm sorry. No, he, he did donate this. Uh, so, yes, yep. that's right. So, EJ Jackson donated robocop which uh you won and then obviously we re-roll so again ej's been uh, ridiculously generous to the channel well folks his generosity continues because not only has he donated alan wake 2 for the mr uh, for the mrs boom's birthday bash he then donated robocop which we did yesterday well folks his generosity continues once again as he has donated a code for Modern Warfare 3, 
for the Xbox, which just is I, just crazy. So I'm gonna, I have to get myself together because I'm doing this live on the air. I'm gonna make a hashtag, and you guys and gals are gonna put it in there. And part, by the end of the show, we are going to give everyone a chance to kind of get their hashtag in there. So we have a bunch of people, and then we are going to uh, ro- uh, you know, roll it using the picker thanks to uh, uh, Streamyards. Uh, but before we even get to that, uh, which is the second anniversary, I got to thank two people for the generous super chats. The first one of the day comes the way of Torino Johnson, who drops a very generous five dollars of chat and says, "Just some support as usual." And Torino, we thank you for your outstanding support. He says, "Great show, my friend." Well, thank you for the kind words, and of course, Torino, thank you for the generosity. King Webb drops. A very generous $5 super chat. And in all caps, he says, salute to the panel and Xbox Nation Series X and S beat PlayStation 5 again in Japan. A lot of that is what you call progress. Listen, folks, when you can win in Japan and you're selling more consoles than the PS5, I mean, it's not happening. It's happened back-to-back weeks. Is it a coincidence? Could be. Is it a trend? Potentially. So, Like I said, Sony, Sony's in a pickle, folks. They don't know who they are anymore. They have lost their way. This is not this is not me dissing them. This is not being me, me being toxic. This is a fact. And one of the stories that we're going to cover next is exactly why they're in a tailspin. But today marks, folks, the third anniversary of the Xbox Series X and S. Happy anniversary, brothers. Hopefully they're not fighting with one another. Uh, it's it's good to know that uh, these that we, we have now celebrated three years of having this console under our, our our TVs or above your TVs or wherever you keep them. It's I think it's pretty fitting that we opened up the uh, show with some big Series S news thanks to Larian's Larian Studio, which is amazing. And uh, let's hope that more developers more uh, take advantage of what we what uh, that team has learned. And that this overhead can be used to its advantage, not just for Boldar's Gate 3, but for other games that are going to be coming out, especially when it comes to second and third party. But let me move on to the next story. Now, this one, folks, is now I, I, there were a couple of people reporting on this, and I want to give credit where credit is due. Now, one of the stories that I pulled now, first, it was first reported. By Video Games Chronicles or VGC.com. The story was written, I believe it was by Andy. Let me just pull the story real quick. Yeah, Andy Robinson is the one that actually wrote the story. And I want, again, I want to give credit where credit is due because obviously there were a lot of people that actually reported on this uh, and uh, they put it out in the community. And of course, you know, I, I sent to, you know, to, you know, DM to everybody. Let me see if I can just quickly find it. On who reported it. Uh, Okay, so uh, Genki is one of them who actually has confirmed that uh, Sony president, COO and CFO Hiroki Totoki says that he is going to remain as the interim CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment from April of uh, until uh, April 24, uh, April 2024 for a maximum one year 
And he goes on to say that during this time, his most important mission will be to find the next CEO of SIE and transition that person as soon as possible, which is this is how you know Jim Ryan didn't just surprise everybody with, hey, surprise, I'm I don't want to fly anymore. I'm retiring. He was ultimately fired. Uh, so let me let me pull up the story from VGC again. It was it was posted and written by uh, Andy Robinson, and this is folks. This is how you know Sony showed what they could. They made two very very half-hearted shows. Obviously, even the most die-hard of die-hard PlayStation fans walked away from both shows scratching their heads. Because, well, there was no real look into the future. Like, we have seen Sony. When so Let me tell you something, folks. This is not a mistake. This isn't, uh, this isn't Sony trying to pull a rope-a-dope here. Okay? They don't have anything. Because when they do, and you know I'm not lying, folks, when I say this, they are the first to flaunt it. They have gone out of their way. Whenever Xbox had an announcement, they would drop a trailer for a God of War or a Horizon or a Spider-Man or a Last of Us remake at the same time to pull the, the wind out of the sails. The reason why they haven't done that isn't because there's a super extra ridiculous show that's somewhere hidden under the cushions that's just going to pull out and surprise everybody. Folks, it's because they don't have anything. And here's more proof to that. So, Fuzzy, I'm going to go to you first here. According to Andy Robinson, which this was posted on November 9th, which was, of course, yesterday, he goes on to say the lead title says Sony confirms it has delayed half of its planned live service games that were going to, of course, be, be, be produced and, uh, and, and um, developed by first party studios. The company, he goes on to say, wants to ensure that these games are enjoyed and liked by gamers for a long time. Uh, the article goes on to say, during the earnings call on Thursday, President uh, and CEO, as well as CFO Hiroki Totoki, seemingly confirmed that this review had resulted in some games being pushed back due to quality concerns. And here are the quotes. We are reviewing this. We are trying as much as possible to ensure that these games are enjoyed and liked by gamers for a long time. Of the 12, of the 12 titles, six titles will be, re be released by uh, um, fiscal year 2025. That is our current plan. As for the remaining six titles, these are uh, we are still working on that. Think about that for a second, folks. <laughs> They're just telling you, he's telling you, he's telling the people on an earnings call that six of the 12 are going to be outside of 25, and the next six that are the closest are going to be coming fiscal year 2025. You know what that says? That their 23 that you've seen with one first-party game and a bunch of third-party stuff is probably what you're going to get in 24. Let me continue. 
that's uh he goes on to say that's the total number of live services live service and multiplayer titles and mid to long term we want to push this kind of service and that's uh, that's the unchanged policy of the company it's not like we stick to certain titles but game quality should be the most important thing when talking about development um fuzzy look <laughs> Jim Ryan, in his 18th or 19th month as head of, of, of SIE, told game, told a journalists, told well multiple journalists, that Sony fans weren't enough, and that we needed to make changes, so they were prepared for the future. Yeah, he thought that those changes were games as a service due to titles like Fortnite and Apex Legends and uh, uh, Call of Duty, uh, you know, uh, you know, whatever, whether it be online or Warzone, Call of Duty Warzone. Um, that didn't happen. Obviously, gas games come out a dozen at a time. And usually, they all fail. Every now and again, you get one that kind of grabs the community and they play it for a bit they enjoy it it gets some notoriety and everyone goes back to their normal play their play styles people play fortnite people play warzone people play apex legends you know pick your pick your flavor whatever your your favorite gas game is mm-hmm. what this re- re- revelation tells me is that and we heard this numerous times that he stopped production on all single-player games and changed philosophy and ideology at SIE for all of these first-party studios to develop multiplayer slash gas games. You cannot immediately, you can stop it, which they probably have, which we they just told us they stopped six of them. But does that mean that Instantly, they, these teams get back to work, and and, and we're going to have you know God of War or Horizon Zero Dawn level development on single player games. Instantly, you know, we know that their games take at minimum five years. Yeah. In your opinion, hearing this news, and we heard, and, and check out PM in the PM with Pong and Mav last night, phenomenal. They talked about this. Mm-hmm. I think this really does indicate that Sony is in more trouble. Than the media wants to admit. It it definitely pushes back a lot of stuff that you would have normally expected by now to towards the end of this generation. Like um, the fact that they're kind of having uh, uh, the amount of games as a service that they were going to go with within the next couple of years goes to show that it, it's it's pretty much putting the air brakes midstream, and then now they have to take some of those teams that were working on those gas games and get them back focused on the single-player stuff. Now, some of those studios have multiple teams. Like, if you look at Naughty Dog, there's multiple teams there. So hopefully, uh, with factions, and and it, it's, I think it's almost like a crime now that Bungie kind of put that one on ice or helped put that one on ice with their you know feedback, considering the issues they were having internally themselves. But to have something like factions be on hold, who knows if it makes it in time for The Last of Us 2 remake or remaster or whatever, which you figure it's coming to PC. So that's 
I wouldn't say that's a, a, a shortcut or a short path, but that is probably an easier game to turn around than, you know, starting a whole new uh, story or, or revisiting the Uncharted series or something to that effect. Uh, we've already heard some rumors of a an expansion or like a kind of like DLC for God of War Ragnarok, which itself kind of started as DLC and then blossomed into a much more fuller story. But how, are we going to get Sony Santa Monica back on, you know, going full bore into a, a, a you know, a complete, you know, new game? Or is it going to be something that's more of an extension that they can turn around kind of like Insomniac in like a three year period? So it's it, it definitely goes to show that there's internal struggles, whether it's the first parties, uh, you know, studios that didn't really get along with Jim or maybe they didn't get along with Bungie or all of the above. But whatever the case is, whenever you have your CFO kind of, you know, filling in for the previous, you know, head person for PlayStation, it goes to show that it was a financial issue or some sort of numbers on the books that kind of concerned them to the point where the CFO needs to kind of rein things in. And maybe it was the time frame and the expenditures that they were, you know, looking at for these games as a service. Cutting them in half probably keeps them on budget at that point. But they still need to have those as reoccurring income. Like, yeah, you can still, you know, feed off of a lot of the third party stuff, whether it's, you know, the sales and V bucks and things like that, that they sell from, you know, things like 2k or from Fortnite and stuff like that. But they need their own where they're getting a bigger piece of the pie as far as the margins of any of the skins that they sell or season passes and such. So knowing that, Bungie won the studios that they acquired that they would hope to reap some of the benefits of. They're going through a delay phase with the uh, you know final shape being pushed back six months or something like that, and then marathon being pushed back at least a year. That puts them you know off schedule as far as looking at that potential revenue. Um, as far as the games that are closer, I don't know if Fair Game is one of those that will be within the next two years, possibly. Um, I know that there was Helldivers too, but that's kind of like a second party deal where they have a third party making it for them specifically. But that's one, I don't know if they include that in the six or if that's, you know, something that's considered outside of their, since it's outside of their first party, if it's even counted in that delay. Um, but then you have games like MLB, which they've been pretty consistent every year releasing that. I don't know if they need to turn up a notch on on monetization for it and, and that would help them uh, moving forward. But I know prior to it being a multi-plat game, it was going from like two million sales annually, what, like 10 years ago, down to a little less than a million sales annually before it went multi-plat. So having it multi-plat definitely helps things. But who knows if that's something that they can continuously rely on if, if the numbers are dwindling in comparison and you know, things like, you know, Call of Duty not being that $800 million a quarter, you know, benefit as far as the sales and transactions and stuff, but that probably being cut somewhat um, and more of it going to their direct competitor, they, they definitely need to reevaluate some things, which they have, but it it's not looking as promising. Like we would normally expect a, a, a three to four year roadmap from, you know, PlayStation with like a showcase of dreams kind of scenario. But I guess we can safely assume that there's some sort of Ghost of Tsushima 2 in the works. Um, although we have no idea as far as the timeline on that. 
I know they have some third party things that they're going to have to rely on to kind of fill in the gaps. Like uh, rise of the Ronin is one that should be coming next year. Possibly uh, stellar blade is another one. Hopefully that should, should appear next year as well. But outside of that and outside of MLB, I don't think Wolverine is, you know, ready for release next year. That might be a 2025. That's 2025 at the, at the minimum. I, re- I really believe that. So it's, it's, I, I won't say PlayStation has no games, but it's looking like they don't have many first party uh, drops in the hat that are exclusive <laughs> to their platform, uh, considering MLB is now multi plat. So next year, if Fair Game is that release, so be it. Um, but if not, it, it, it definitely begs the question as far as how long before we see them get on track to uh, stick to what they had promised before, like two AAA uh, per per uh, year or something like that, uh, as far as their first party, if that's still something that they continue to do, or if that's something that they were counting on when they say that two from first party being Bungie and, and their uh, uh, Santa, Mo- not Santa Monica, but, the ones that do the uh, MLB, uh, you know, uh, franchise. So we'll see, but I don't know. It it it's not the Sony we we've known for years and have you know grown to love for their their you know single player narrative exclusives. But we'll we'll see what they do with this whole mix up and delay. Um, hoping you know I, I I guess that we can only expect that they're going to money hat some stuff next year. Um, I don't know if Xbox decides to try and counter that because we've all seen uh, in some of the documents that they can kind of spend them out of business, but it can definitely make it more expensive even for them to get third party, even though they're the market leader currently. Microsoft can counter some offers and purposely make it harder for them, but do they need to? Uh, probably not, but it, it's definitely not the the Sony we've we've known, or at least comparing the previous gen. This is more like the PS3 gen, where the third party stuff was like the beginning, and then first party really kicked in towards the end. First yeah, party, they had that, they had that, that the block of 2018, 2019, and 2020. That, in my opinion, is probably uh, the best three years of PlayStation they've ever put forth. Like any yeah. three block year, it was just. Again, not everyone likes the Sony games that I like. I, like I said, I, I know people like, oh yeah, they're sad dad games or this, you know, they're over the shoulder. They all look the same. I, I get it. I, and if you have that criticism, I'm I can't argue with you because they very do they very much do look samey. Mm-hmm. But I like their I like their storytelling. I like the single player narrative uh, aspect of it. That's why I have a PlayStation Five. So even though I dig it, I get it if you don't. Yeah. Well, I guess the big thing, and I'll leave it at this. For PlayStation fans out there who have been asking Xbox fans to ask for better, where, where are you guys asking for the roadmap? Like uh, that—that's all I gotta say. I got a PS5 yep. that, yeah, I play Gran Turismo on, but would like to know when Ghost of Tsushima 2 comes out, or if re, if Uncharted's ever going to be revisited, and the supposed rumor of a uh, you know Cory Barlog sci-fi game, like. Yeah, let's let's hear something from them that's tangible as opposed to just more delays and third party uh, exclusives. That's all. No, it, it's good stuff. Uh, and, and it's very true. So, folks, uh, as you saw, I threw the I threw the uh, hashtag in there. I'm doing it again. Oh, almost made a boo there. That would have been disastrous. Um, 
Um, okay, so you see the hashtag, right? Type it in. The more votes that we have, the better the chance that, you know, obviously, you know, we're, 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 I'm going to start collecting comments, folks. So it's it's hashtag COD, in all caps, MW3 giveaway. Uh, and, of course, this is uh, this is courtesy, once again, of the ridiculously generous E.J. Jackson, uh, who uh, who is. Uh, and, and by the way, folks, this is a worldwide code, meaning that if you're outside of the country and you win, well. You know, uh, you know, you got to get to me either via email or you got to, you, you know, hit me up on on Xbox Live or, of course, you know, X Twitter, you know, hit me up and I'll, I'll drive you. If you are picked, uh, you will be sent the code. And again, this is courtesy of EJ Jackson in the chat. So, brother, thank you again for the outstanding generosity. That is three games, folks, that he has given away. That is just madness. Um, but th- thank you for the generosity. Um Let's continue this conversation with Web Dave. Dave, um, I know you're going to be a little slanderous, and and you have every right to be because you know for years Xbox gamers have been poked, we've been prodded, we've been made fun of, of not having a roadmap, of not having uh, first party games that define generations like Sony has, and all of that is changing. Uh, this is a uh, this is the one elevator is going to the penthouse and that is Xbox. And unfortunately the other elevator is the PlayStation and it's going to the basement. Um, they are in disarray. They are leaderless. Uh, Hiroki Totoki originally said he was only going to be the interim uh, CEO of SIE. Uh, that has been now extended for almost a year. Um, and uh, they are vigorously trying to get, the right person for the job. Uh, it is going to be an undertaking because in my opinion, I know a lot of people were like, oh no, Jim Ryan, he sold consoles. You know what? Good on you that you sold almost 56 million consoles. That's great. But you know what they're not doing? They're not making money on those consoles. And if they are, it's minuscule. Um, you can sell all the consoles you want. You know what they're not selling, Dave? They're not selling first party games because, well, they don't have any. Now, granted, they have released a lot of amazing uh, first-party games. Um, a lot of those games you can get in their service, which is, which is again, they should be in there. Um, but this is, this is, I think, more damning than we thought because Jim Ryan told us that he had 12 gas games in development. And we learned that many of the teams that are known for developing these bombastic, single-player, story-driven, narrative-focused games that define PlayStation as a platform were pretty upset that they were now tasked to make games as a service titles or even multiplayer, where that's not what they wanted to do. Well, now... That plan has been reversed. That's great. But that doesn't mean that they're going to immediately be able to crank these games forward unless they are DLC-like. And that is where the uh, the God of War thing comes out, uh, where the next God of War, there's rumors now that there is DLC planned, but it is going to be extended. And and, and just like you know that we hear with Modern Warfare 3, well, this was originally... A, an add-on, and they added a bunch of stuff, and it sucks. 
Well, that that may be the case with God of War. Now, I'm not saying God of War, whatever it's going to be called, is going to suck because Ragnarok was magnificent. But it's going to be ultimately an add-on that they're going to turn into a full-price game because they don't have anything else available. Now, we did hear from the producer of The Last of Us multiplayer factions that it's supposedly still in development. I think that was a shot in the dark to kind of maybe help, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, cure some uh, some some concerns from PlayStation fans. Uh, Bungie already put the kibosh in that, and people at uh, SIE were pretty upset that the new guy was able to take the veterans' work and basically put the kibosh on it. That wasn't good. That didn't sit right then. And I, again, with, with all of the what we know and the new information that was provided. During the, uh, the during the conference call for the financials or for the fiscals, you're a, you're a, you're a money guy, right? You're 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 a money guy of the of the panel. This this does not sound like a confident Sony. It seems like a a, a Sony that is in disarray compared to what Microsoft is doing. It is literally night and day. Let's talk about it. Yeah, I tell you, um, a, a big factor. Hey, welcome, Dirt. Nice to see you in the chat, sir. It's uh, it is. I have there, uh, Dirk Riggity, my man. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, so the big telling thing that's coming up in the in the next uh, three to four weeks is going to be the Game Awards. Yes. So <laughs> last year, you know, you had a lot of close-ups of of Phil Spencer and you know his look on his face when you know basically they had a, a Game Pass ad. Which, you know, so, but all that's behind him now. So, is there going to be a big litany of games announced uh, from Sony? There could be an updated trailer um, for Wolverine. Uh, just, but, but, but not, not, a, I don't think it's going to have a release date. If anything, it'd just be maybe a, just a little more, you know, teasing just to you know to keep that in your mind that that's still coming um but i'll be interested to see what they do have um or, or at least what kind of tie-ins that they're going to you know third party exclusives that are coming out next year that they've already either wrapped up or at least have the marketing rights to you know a, a big thing for them a few years ago you know or well, last year excuse me was uh, the hogwarts legacy you know there are a lot of people out there that really thought that hogwarts was only on PlayStation only <laughs> and wrong. So, but, but that's what getting the marketing rights do for you. Um, that's why we're all hoping that Microsoft steps up and gets the marketing rights to GTA six. It only Will makes they? sense. Like I said, I, I said it, I said it with dirt when dirt was mm -hmm. there on primetime gaming. This is one of those boot to ass moments. Yeah. Uh, you could you you could you could do boot the neck, boot the throat, whatever you want to say. For me, I'd rather boot you in the ass and send you on your way. That's how I roll. Uh, this yeah. is a boot the ass moment for Xbox because I don't know when GTA. There's a rumor that they're not releasing it until 2025. If if in fact that's the case, okay, fine. You but you go out there and you grab those marketing rights, and I don't care how much it costs you. And I'm gonna tell you why because mind share is everything. You said it. How many people in this community, friends, family members that I talk to, like, oh, my God, I got to get a PlayStation 5 Hogwarts exclusive. 
I'm like, uh, it's actually not. It's on the Xbox. No, no, no. I, the, the guy on GameStop, he told me it's PlayStation. That's a real thing, folks. That th- These are the normies. This is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're onto something, and I think you're right. I think that they have to get the marketing rights because if you can, and, and let me paint the picture like I did on Primetime Gaming with Dirt and the crew. If you can at some point, whether it be on a billboard, whether it be uh, on a commercial, whether it be on the box that you're selling your console in, if you can throw Call of Duty on that box with Master Chief and GTA, and you're trying to sell not only your console, but your platform to the normies, that is the kind of money you have to spend. My thought and theory, $500 million minimum, it could be more. This game is going to make a billion dollars in 24 hours. There's no doubt about it. But please continue, kind sir. So um, the the big thing is because um, because uh, I, I heard uh, another uh, I went down a rabbit hole yesterday and and, and made the mistake of of watching a, a pony's channel and of course you know the, he called me out a lot but that was fine. So I noticed he didn't have a really good viewership, but that's different uh, different scenario altogether. So. Um, the, the point is, um, he was dead set saying that, you know, logically because of the history that, um, with Grand Theft Auto, that, that it should be a a PlayStation exclusive. It won't be because they can't afford it for one thing. And the, just because. Xbox gets the exclusive marketing rights. Doesn't mean it's coming to Game Pass. Nobody thinks it's coming to Game Pass. I mean, at some I, point, I it. It, years later, it may be a, a couple of months trial to let you check it out. Maybe if people that are still on the fence by that point, I doubt it'll be anybody because it's supposed to be a really big, huge game. But if you can get the marketing rights so that when you release a system and on the cover, you have available on Xbox. And it's the Grand Theft Auto and the Call of Duty and whatever else big game you want to throw on the cover that they have the marketing rights to. Hell yes. That is going to really sell consoles. So that's what they that's why they need to do it. And I really hope that they do. Um the, the game awards coming up are really going to be telling for what Indeed. Sony can do. And if um if they do have a few things, like I said, it's probably gonna be so some third-party exclusives or maybe temporary exclusives or at least third-party games that'll be announced and presented in the way that it sounds like it's PlayStation game. But uh, I'm telling you, man, um, you can quote sales figures all you want to. The drought was there and the people wanted to get systems. It was for real. That's why come they've sold so many but as the time goes on and this next year comes up when more and more people are realizing the better deal game pass and exclusives are going to be on the Xbox ecosystem that PlayStation is going to look really good traded in at GameStop so just saying for people that can't have both we have i have all three and a PC and i know everybody here on the on the panel does but not everybody can afford that. I get it. And some people are just casual. They like to go in and play their game. But the cool thing about it, like Call of Duty, cross-platform. 
So it doesn't really matter where you get it. You're going to be paying Microsoft, and you can play with everybody. It's I can hardly wait for the game awards. Well, it's just we're gonna. It's really going to be telling. It, it is. You know, that's a great point. It is. It is a, fa- a phenomenal point that it is going to be telling, uh, because we know that Grand Theft Auto is going to be there, right? That they, they, they. I mean, they basically te- telegraphed it. We know that that happens early December, and they just happened to mention in a tweet Dan Hauser. Oh, by the way, we're going to show off the, the first trailer for Grand Theft Auto uh, Six. Uh, in early December. I mean, I'm no rocket scientist by any stretch of the truth, folks. But one plus one for me equals GTA Six. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, um, look, uh, it look, you hit the nail on the head, and I think that that is def. I put it to this way: we are literally blowing the doors off of what Sony is going to do because this is the news that was reported. I you I specifically picked uh, VGC because it's one of my favorite places. I really do dig Andy Robinson and the writers they have over there, um, and uh, I use their stuff all the time. Um, and what what this story has ultimately done is cement how much trouble Sony is in. Dave just added this cherry on top of this banana boat Sunday that we're that we're about to eat and gobble up, and that's the fact that if the Game Awards comes and goes, regardless of who gets snubbed, regardless of who wins, who loses. What you know, if Sony does not show up there with an Amaze Balls kind of a, a presentation of something, anything, you can expect 2025 to be the first, the, the next time you see a first party game from them. 2024 is going to be barren except for. Um, what's the game that's coming out that uh, was originally like a top-down shooter? The one with the bugs. Um, that's probably the only first-party game you're going to get in 2024, outside of a few locked-up, you know, like PlayStation uh, exclusives from like third party. Like Foam Stars. Yeah. Uh, no, no, not Foam Stars. I, I hope that's, they cancel Foam Stars because that's that's a third that's third-party exclusive. It doesn't look they, good. They have to have. Uh, you know, it, uh, you know. Um, Dreadpool, I, I, you know, we see people Hell using divers. the narrative. What's that, brother? Hell divers too is what they're Hell, saying. Hell, thank you, sir, for that. Now, actually, before I get to you, Dread, if you don't mind, let me write, read a couple of the. We have a super chat and we have a channel member chat. Uh, Dirt Griggity, generous friend of the program, great community member, and of course was in on primetime gaming. This last Wednesday, folks, congratulations to him and his incredible panel. They just crossed 12,000 subscribers on YouTube, and they are growing by the day. And you should definitely get over there and subscribe to Dirt Brigady. And uh, I will tell you this. Do not be that person that makes his POS of the week. And certainly, I cannot wait to see who the POS of the year is going to be because, well, (laughs) that's just some funny stuff. Uh, He drops. A very generous $5 super chat and says, what's up, fellas? I'm going to say it. PlayStation's future roadmap is looking super, super questionable. Well, at least they have, um, hold on a sec, at least they have console sales. That's what we were just talking about that. Like, honestly, come on, stop it with the console sales. You, Yes, congratulations. You sold consoles. And <laughs> there's more to the business, folks. Yeah. Um, Son of Skyrim, who's been a channel member 
for three months. Thank you for the generosity, Son of Siren 75. He says, Happy Veterans Day weekend. Thank you for your service. Yes, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. I was in the United States Navy during Desert Storm, and I also did serve as a police officer for the NYPD for 21 years. So, yes, thank you. I appreciate the very kind uh, sentiment about uh, thank you for your service. Not enough service member and men and women hear that. Very unfortunate. Uh, but, yes, if you know a veteran, please thank them for your freedom. Uh, Highlander001 drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Call of Duty will be going to Game Pass at some point. Games going into Game Pass save me $70 to buy games not in Game Pass. Game Pass saves me money. Look, I, I, I say this all the time, and I, and I put myself on front street. I'm a retired guy. I have a great pension. I worked super hard to get it to where it is. I risked my life for 21 years. I just told you I was a New York City police officer for that long. And here I am. I, I Now I serve the community in a different way through podcasting and get, talking about gaming five days a week, and I love it, right? But as great as my pension is, it has a ceiling. And especially when you look at how things have gotten so expensive in 2023, everything just continues to rise, but there's no advance in the pay. So something like Game Pass for someone like me, who, again, puts himself in uh, you know, Mr. Transparency here, that, you know, you have a pension. It's great. It's great to have a pension. But those pensions, well, they, 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 they have a ceiling. And Xbox Game Pass allows me to go and buy a game on PlayStation 5 or go buy a game on Switch because I don't have to buy an Xbox first-party game because it's in my it's in my my subscription service that I pay monthly for, or you know, you know, you buy in chunks like I do. So that that's that's the the, the beauty of it. Um Dreadpool, let's let's talk PlayStation, their roadmap. And the new information that comes the way of VGC and Andy Robinson, where we are being told that six of the 12 gas games that Jim Ryan uh, had uh, put out there for their first party uh, studios to start, you know, becoming the, the norm of what they do have been pushed outside of 2025. Those are currently being put on hold. The next six are slated not to arrive until minimum 2025 fiscal year. That is ultimately very concerning because, look, the only thing that we know for sure that's coming next year for Sony First Party is Horizon Zero Dawn Remake for the PlayStation 5, The Last of, two, Last of Us 2 Remake for the PlayStation 5, Helldivers, Final Fantasy VII Part II Rebirth, um, and I, there's uh, a couple of samurai games that look dope. I'm buying them day and day, both of them. But outside of that, they don't have their first party. And if I recall very, very stompingly that Xbox was shunned and laughed at that they had no first party game. So it was we were told by the media, we were told by the gaming community that Xbox got no games. Well, I mean, is that the same for PlayStation because they don't have any first-party stuff? I don't know. Well, well, let's get your take on this. The roadmap, very sus, if you will. Well, the roadmap is on Twitter. Have, have you not paid attention, Boom? Shame I mean, on me, Twitter, sir. Twitter I, 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 tells you everything. I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and second to that, have you not followed some of the uh, 
I don't know, the loyalists, the blind leading the blind. Some people would say cultists, yeah. but okay, you That's, know, however you want to, you know, you want to roll it. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing. Here's here's one of the most best rated game year over year that Sony slipped this past year. But year over year, it is like the banger of all bangers every year that Sony puts out. But they never talked about it, but you know it's going to come out. You know it's coming out this year, guaranteed, and that's MLB. Yes. You know that's coming out. We're, they didn't even talk about it. Why? Nope. Because they know uh, they're being forced to make it multiply. So isn't you know that what's worse, though? Funny? It's in Game Pass every year, but not in Sony's uh, own service. What? Yeah, you would think that they would have just gone ahead and said, hey, let's uh, put it in here, and we'll give them day and date, just like Xbox does. And then that way they would have, I don't know, the option to not go to Xbox Game Pass because they could still play here. But when you look at the numbers and the money, um, of course, Xbox looks better. So, you know, when you when you have this roadmap or lack of roadmap, it only shows it goes to show that everything that's going on internally, there was not enough uh, room for pivoting. There was not enough backup. So now I question are indies back into being important because they don't have anything to put out there. You know, these gas games are so huge anyway. We already know I, to have 12 of them out in a year. There's no way. There's no way. You already know that that's not going to happen. A lot of these games already got pushed back as it was. Um, there's a lot of... um a lot of inner turmoil going on and the lack of planning uh, doesn't seem like it, it was uh, thought out to fruition when it comes to how they were going to do these games, you know? So it's just, it sounded like, I don't know, Jim Ryan was just talking a lot of crap, you know, just like who plays old games, but yet we'll remake the same old game several times within the next, you know, two console uh, generations. I mean, how many times can we play old games that we don't play old games? You know, we've asked for Siphon Filter. Where, where the heck is that game? We've asked for SOCOM. Where are those type of games? You know, and that's that's the whole narrative that they they tell you what they want you to think. They they're even believing the the YouTubers cultist mentality um, of we can do no wrong. They're they're believing the, their own hype here that they can do no wrong and people will still go there, but they're not going to go there. You know, that's the whole thing with marketing, right? You know, if you if you get Red Dead Redemption 2, it's only available for PlayStation. Oh, wait, in the little, in the little, little, tiny, little fine print, it says this hat only for PlayStation, you know. So, you know, it's misleading. Oh, wait, what, what did I call it? Deceptive practices. That's what they do. And they did not plan to pivot. Xbox was screwing up they were planning on selling what did they do they hired the right guy you know and this right guy is phil spencer and he's hiring the right team we've talked about coaches being um less than i don't know intelligent and still had a good team and they looked like they were the kings and it wasn't him it was his team that was that was doing it and now you have you know on the xbox side you have a good leader and a good team to follow up behind them so when he exits they're going to have uh, 
their foot on stable ground and they're going to be able to continue on. And what happened here? Jim Ryan exits. And what was it? Um, Connie Booth, gone. Team, gone. This person, gone. That person, gone. And now Sony, a Sony exec, is stepping in to watch over everything. And he's saying it's only for a year, which means he doesn't want to be in that position either, which means there's a lot of stuff going on that they they don't want to have the blame. They want they want whoever's going to be in charge of PlayStation to take the blame. You know, so obviously they have not prepared for the worst. You know, uh, Nintendo, we already know that they always have two or three consoles in the making, right? Generations into the future. So they could pivot any time. If something flops like the Wii U did, what did they do? They figured out how to fix that, right? And look how huge the Switch is. You know, and we're, we're, we're finally saying, you know, not us finally saying, but uh, the public in, in mass is saying that it's underpowered. So anyway, so we know what's going on. And we look at the Switch, uh, I'm sorry, the um, um, Steam yeah. handheld, the, the new one that they, they're pushing out. The Steam Deck. The OLED, yeah, the Steam Deck, the OLED that they're just now pushing out. A little bit more money, if not the same price, but specs are outrageous compared to what the old ones were. So, again, they've upped the ante. Um, Wii U um, did a disservice, but it also put them in a good spot, right? So you also got to remember your failures are also what makes you triumph if you know how to overcome them, right? Xbox had no games. Well, guess what? They finally figured out how to do it. They, They bought... Because they, they couldn't do it organically, you know, we can't do that that way. We, but yet everybody buys everybody. It, it doesn't matter how you look at organic or not; it's still purchased some way or somehow. Um, it's all in the lexicon that you use and the indi- uh, implementations. Now, what did Sony do? Nothing. Well, they they they, they thought they were they, they thought they were buying someone in Bungie. It turns out to be uh, not not the greatest of purchases. It was more of a a pa- as it's been called in the community, a panic buy. Yeah, panic I mean, you, acquisition. And you look at Marathon. Xbox had the option, and Xbox said, "Nah, we're good." They ended up passing on purchasing Bungie again, even attempting to. They didn't care. They well, didn't Bungie's care. notorious for spending more money than they make money, and that that's yeah. a, that's an absolute fact. Yeah, and they got a huge fan base. And it, it's pretty sad with a huge fan base that they still can't pull it off, you know, but that's, that's the whole thing. You know, um, if you didn't plan for your shows, like you always do every week for the next, you know, for the next few shows, you don't plan on, you know, it's everything locked. the next day and then go, Oh, well, you know what? We only planned for this, but yet news changed. And I didn't plan for the news that changed. What would happen to your show? Boom. Oh, it, no one would, would listen. Flop. That's exactly. what would happen. Yeah. No one would give you respect anymore. So, but you do update, you do change. We all change. We all update with more information. Our opinions change with more information. Uh, Now we have more knowledge as to why our opinions change or stayed the same, you know, so either double down or we we update the opinion and change it because now we know more with what we know. How come Sony isn't doing that? How come PlayStation isn't doing it? Right. We asked for, um, better from microsoft why are we asking better from sony 
you know, better for Xbox. Why are we asking better from PlayStation? And they need to do more, you know, and this this planning thing, that's fine. It happens. But why didn't you have a backup? You know, where, where, where's that? You know, and, and the whole marketing. Wh- what happened to that? What happened to the bravado? What happened to the cockiness that Sony had and PlayStation has? It's all gone. They 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 were able to back it up when they had games coming out like Spider-Man, uh, the first one. You know what I mean? Um, Uncharted. You know what I mean? You had all these games that were bangers. God of War, bangers. You know, Horizon, bangers, right? Everything was a banger. Banger, banger, banger. Now it's all mash. No bangers. No meat to it. It's all mashed potatoes. And that's it. Just the starch. And you don't even get that because now you're just left with runny potatoes. That's all they got. You know, what are you going to do? We need to criticize them properly and let them know that we need better from them. We need more from them. I've got a console right now that's a huge freaking, um, we won't say what my wife says it looks like, but it sits there and is a paperweight. Uh, That's why I won't buy the pink plates. Just in case you guys don't understand what I'm talking about. But yeah. I won't. I refuse to buy pink plates for that thing. But it's a paperweight right now, and there's games that I still haven't bought to play, and I'm going to play them. I just, with everything going on recently, I've just been too busy. But again, it that's that's one of the things that you know we need more stuff. I I have a backlog of games I have not bought because, you know, um, Alone uh, uh, was it Alone in the Dark Two? I'm sorry. Alan Wake, Alan Wake 2. Yeah. 2, yes. Alan Wake 2. Phenomenal game. Oh, my God. So good. You guys, I have so much FOMO, and I'm refusing to buy it because I know I'm so busy. I'm not going to pay full price, and by the time I get around to it, I could You're probably You're going to buy it for bucks. it to literally sit in your queue. That, exactly. That's gonna, yeah, so yeah. I'm going to buy it yeah. right when I, when I get ready to play it. So when my wife and I decide to sit down and play it, that's when I'm going to buy it, and hopefully I'll save some money, you know, because otherwise I'm going to spend money to not play a game. So, again, that's that's the thing. But at least have a game out there. Have something out there for us. You know, uh, I've seen um, Wolverine in the chat. Yeah, where is that game? We know it got pushed back a little bit. I mean, technically, it wasn't even given a release date. But that doesn't mean it wasn't pushed back. Um, it just means internally, they need more work. They needed, you know, and I have no issues with that. I have no issues with that. I just want to be able to play these games before I die. You know what I mean? For for some of us, <laughs> yes, for some of us, the time is running out. We got another twenty years. I don't have thirty. You know, maybe I maybe I do have thirty. But let let's let's figure it out, right? Let's let's get some of this stuff out there because I still want stuff for my daughter when she gets older. I don't want her going, um, you know, when she's seventy, going. You know, there was this one game that they're still working on. It's it's called um, R something. Uh, what is that called? It was an uncharted game that was a multiplayer game. I forgot what it was called, but my dad talked about it way back in the day when he was podcasting. Um, but I can't even remember what it was, you know, but yet, where is it? It's nowhere. And that's why they need to step it up, figure it out. Even if they have to bring in some of these smaller devs um, to do stuff, look at Call of Duty. What did they do? Right? What did they do? 
they took apart bigger studios to become support studios. I mean, that, you know, that tells you that they were doing so anything they could to get these games to come out. And they were doing them on a yearly basis. And they, they were able to pivot some of these games. And that, that was just a developer. That was just third party putting out. Why can't first party do something like that, right? That's what we asked for Xbox. We should be asking for PlayStation. I'm, listen, you know what? The same smoke that you folks uh, that are PlayStation fans gave Xbox, you probably should be giving that to PlayStation as well. Don't let them, don't give them a free pass. Ask for better. D- didn't we hear that, folks? And mm-hmm. you got, you, you Xbox, you need to ask for better. Now, we have one topic left. It's pretty. It's a pretty beefy topic. The show is probably going to end just a pinch earlier than normally. As you can see, I, I have a doctor's appointment at 1230. So I got to get the H out of here because I think I have like bronchitis or something. But, you know, obviously, as you know, the show must go on. Uh, we do have a winner uh, for the giveaway thanks to uh, EJ Jackson. And, of course, that is the Modern Warfare 3 code. And it's crazy, folks. It's crazy. I wish you did. He's, he's, he's got to be the first winner was Dreadpool. <laughs> oh my God, I want to get you, but you can't win because you're on the panel, obviously. So I re rolled it. But Dan, you are a lucky SOB. Let I was, was going to say, if I won it this time, I'm keeping it. But you're right. I'm on the panel. So yeah, I can't so, do that. I mean, listen, but, it's, it's, it is what it is. I, I, I apologize. But can yes, I, can uh, I it for yesterday? I need a mulligan for yesterday, right? <laughs> you should have kept yesterday. You weren't on the panel, damn it. Uh, um, that's that's all right. But hey, you know what? More important people are the ones in the chat. Well, so we appreciate it's very kind of you, yes. you guys. That's why we love well, you guys. The, the the winner of today is Leonard Herrera in the chat. Oh. You have won Modern Warfare Three, courtesy of EJ Jackson in the chat. Uh, Leonard, DM me, my friend, and I will send you over that code ASAP. It is a worldwide code. Congratulations to Leonard Herrera, who's here each and every show. And like I said, folks, I use the uh, giveaway tool that StreamYard provides. It is pretty dope, and uh, it is a part of the uh, of, of the service that I pay for. And thanks to Web Dave, who unfortunately got called into work, which is why. The show is going to end a little earlier because obviously it's just three of us on the panel. I did reach out to Dirt Griggity just for, you know, for shits and giggles. If he wanted to pop on here for, you know, for a little bit to talk about the next topic. But we'll see if, if not, you know, we're still going to have a great conversation. But again, congratulations yes, to congratulations. Leonard Herrera. And of course, a big thank you once again to EJ Jackson for the generous donation. This is now the third code uh game code that he has given double barrel gaming that is absolutely astoundingly generous so thank you so much for that uh yeah see uh <laughs> yeah. Leonard's like holy moly thanks ej jackson indeed brother i'll send you over the code via dm momentarily uh fuzzy yeah. i, I want to this is this is the lead story uh of today's show and it's one that were that was covered by uh forbes covered it uh, uh, the Verge, uh, Tom Warren and crew covered this as well. Uh, we saw uh, quite a few big publications covered this. Uh, VGC covered it as, uh, and it is the 
Mike Yabara interview. Um, I think that this is uh, pretty important to what happens because, you know, we all talk about Activision, right? Activision, Call of Duty, Activision, Call of Duty, right? And, of course, you know, they have legendary IP in Activision. You know, you have Crash, you have Spyro, you have Prototype. I mean, there's just IPs for just days, days and days and days. But as important as Activision is going to be for Xbox, as important as mobile is going to be for, for Microsoft, for the monies that are going to come in, I think when you look at how important uh, Microsoft wants to have a thumbprint or a fingerprint in PC, well, there's no better way to start that than acquiring Blizzard. And right now, Mike Ybarra is the president of Blizzard. I expect that he is going to remain the president of Blizzard moving forward. And I do want to uh, bring up a couple of quotes from him during this uh, this uh, this interview. Uh, and again, this is this this comes the way of the Verge. Uh, this was written. Uh, where is it? Who wrote this? Usually, it's right at the top. Hmm, it's weird. Uh, oh, okay. Jay Peters, who's a news editor and writes about technology and video games, is the one that actually wrote the article. And uh, it's titled, Fuzzy, Blizzard's President on the Studio's New Era on their Xbox. And he goes on to say that Mike, uh, Mike Yabara is confident about the studio's future. Now, I want to read a couple of, uh, I want to read from the article and I want to read a couple of quotes. Uh, and this is what the article starts out and says, the dust has finally starting to settle from Microsoft's huge acquisition of Activision Blizzard. But even Blizzard president Mike Ybarra still isn't exactly sure how things will change for the company. And he says this, and I quote, this is Mike Ybarra. I literally haven't sat down with Microsoft gaming CEO Phil Spencer and said, so what does this mean? Ybarra tells The Verge in an interview. And in that interview, folks, Mike Ybarra is quoted in saying this. I think the way Spencer, Phil Spencer, approaches building teams and focusing on culture and enabling creative freedom is going to give Blizzard a lot more of this of that sense of being an independent studio than ever before. That's why I really mean when I talk uh, about a new era of possibilities and empowerment of serving players even better than we have. And, uh, uh, and, and that's where the end quote, um, let's see. Now there were some, and I do have a, a quote here from Phil Spencer that I want to read that I think is relevant. Uh, during, uh, during BlizzCon 2023, he had his keynote speech and this is what Phil Spencer folks had to say in regards to, uh, what Blizzard means uh, and, and how big of, an, of, of a deal it is that they are now a part of Xbox. Um, he says this, now that Blizzard is a part of Xbox, we will nurture the essence of what makes Blizzard unique. We are going to empower our new colleagues to continue to do what they do best, redefining existing genres and creating never-before-seen experiences. In Azeroth, in the near future Earth, in Sanctuary and beyond, I'm honored to be able to be here 
to help welcome all of you to BlizzCon 2023. And of course, he added right before he ended and shook hands with Mike Ybarra, the future of Blizzard is brighter than ever. Um, this is a big deal. Mike Ybarra, he is a PC guy. He's a Blizzard guy. This is his dream job. He obviously was with Xbox before becoming the president of Blizzard before he left. He played a pretty pivotal role there. He plays an even bigger role now. And I think that uh, Mike Ybarra has gained the respect of the people that work under him. And uh, I think he's going to stay on as long as he can. As a matter of fact, he was quoted in saying, they're going to have to drag me out of Blizzard. So I would imagine that he's in for the long haul. He is who Blizzard needs. Let's talk about it, man. Well, it was awesome to see uh, their interaction between Phil and and Mikey Barr for like on stage for the uh, uh, BlizzCon just like a week or so ago. And it, it goes to show when you're like everybody talks about how PlayStation needs like a Phil Spencer as far as having a gamer at the head. You know, the same can be said when it comes to just focusing on Blizzard, having somebody like Mikey Barr who you know, loves Diablo and plays a lot of uh, Path of Exile. And that was it was almost like he was doing his homework for uh, uh, Diablo 4, playing a lot of Path of Exile um, and, and other games that he's played uh, on PC and stuff like that, as far as giving feedback and, you know, being in the position he was at, at Blizzard. And, you know, hopefully he stays in that position. I know a lot of people were kind of hoping that maybe he'll be the guy that's like the top of like a, uh, you know, Activision Blizzard King, but I, I just get this feeling at some point, and maybe not this year or next year even, but at some point, I think the, those entities might be kind of divvied up and, and run independently, almost like the way Bethesda is pretty much its own entity. I think Activision will be its own entity and maybe Blizzard will be its own entity and then King will be its own mobile entity kind of thing. But um, having somebody like him in charge of Blizzard, having the passion for those types of games having um, the experience of working at Microsoft and knowing how their culture is, knowing how uh, what what's to be expected, how things are basically managed and, and run over on, on the Microsoft end of things, but also knowing the teams and, and working well with the teams over at Blizzard gives them basically the, the best of both worlds as far as moving forward. You'll be able to navigate as far as going through you know, board meetings and things like that to either get more funding or, or to, you know, pitch new ideas and things like that, or the teams that have pitched him ideas, getting those uh, greenlit and things along those lines. So having it now where Xbox or, or Microsoft as a whole is focusing on the dev teams and the, the community and, and the player base as being a central focus, it makes it easier for them to be able to bring things to production, unlike when it was under, you know, the whole Activision Blizzard deal, you know, Bobby Kotick might shoot something down because, well, we need to focus everybody on Call of Duty this year. So all hands on deck on that, you know, you making this other game might not be the priority at the moment because we need to make sure this gets delivered for the holidays type of thing, or that it might not be that much of a, a product mover in comparison to, like other, you know, big titles from Blizzard, like when it comes to Overwatch 2, you know, having it where, you know, certain decisions are made because of timing or just the overall, you know, costs and, and, and resources. 
like Overwatch 2 was supposed to have a single player story component and that kind of got, you know, pushed aside uh, and it just basically made Overwatch 1 a free to play and kind of revamped a few things to, you know, a lot of the community's, you know, disappointment. So now with Microsoft being there as kind of the financier, uh, you know, willing to nurture and green light some passion projects, giving them more leeway as far as being creative and and bringing the basically what the fans want to those titles or bringing new you know IPs uh, to fruition, like the, the Odyssey one, which we'll hopefully see that you know in the coming year or two, uh, an update from Blizzard on on their new IP that they're working on that survival game, but. Um, yeah, it, it's it's great that this, I guess, this is almost like the perfect storm now when it comes to having a, a lot more freedom to, you know, kind of pick their, or not really pick their own path, but create as they want to create and not be necessarily forced to make, you know, this monetization type, you know, porthole as opposed to a game that's, you know, meant to be a game first and meant to be fun and played as opposed to, well, how much can we squeeze out of the player base? Because our shareholders over at Activision want to make sure that, you know, we meet, you know, certain quotas for this quarter kind of thing. So, I mean, yes, there will still be quotas that they'll have to, you know, achieve and stuff like that over time. But I, I think the way Microsoft's approach to gaming for Blizzard makes it a lot more, uh, I guess you could say, more relaxed per se, a lot less focus on crunch, a lot less focus on, you know, having to have it by a certain deadline to meet certain expectations. It's more of we need to make this, you know, a good game first, make it a, a what the fan base would want. And then all of the other stuff kind of falls in place type of thing. So it'll be great to see how things go over the next few years. But like I, I, I said earlier, I think Blizzard will be kind of, you know, another independent kind of pillar amongst all of the Microsoft gaming studios and things. And, you know, having Mikey Barr, somebody that, you know, has been a gamer, a PC gamer primarily just as long as Phil has, it, it, it's great having him, you know, take the reins for Blizzard and, you know, hopefully guide him in the right direction for, you know, generations to come. I mean, we've even seen some of the, uh, the, the big talent that kind of like co-founded Blizzard come back to World of Warcraft. So, it, it it's now i guess the light at the end of the tunnel is now showing so it seems like a lot of people that may have left previously because of bad scenarios or or some of the uh hr related issues that they were having might you know actually return and have that that experience that they were looking for that that pleasant workplace and you know you know pleasurable gaming environment amongst their peers uh that they once you know imagined that blizzard was before the the whole merger or whatever with Activision. So it's great to see. And, you know, the fruit we'll, we'll see the fruits of that labor for the, you know, years to come. Yeah. It, it's an exciting time. Like I said, if you, if you just take your, just a quick step back and, and you look at what ramifications the industry is going to take in regards to Microsoft becoming a serious player, like a lot of people, you know, would consider Microsoft, prior to be just be you know just you know kind of just hanging out there now they're in a position where they are going to be a part of the conversation on pc thanks to blizzard uh on console thanks to activision and and uh, and of course what they got with uh bethesda 
and what they have with first party studios. I mean, we we heard from two different people uh, who I guess you can call them, you know, know what they're talking about my, uh, in regards to Phil Spencer and Matt Booty about having the next three years already roadmapped. And that looks like one major, again, I'm using Phil Spencer's words, uh, Dreadpool, one AAA blockbuster per quarter. Which, which by I'm again no mathematician here, folks. That's twelve games in three years. That's not counting deals with uh, Game Pass with indie, second party, third party, and a few other stuff sprinkled in there. It's it's going to be crazy. And now with uh, Mike Ybarra leading the charge with what he's expected to be the brightest future Blizzard has ever had under Phil, it's it's looking spooky for everyone else. Let's get your hot take on what uh, Mikey Barber had to say during BlizzCon and during this interview, Dredd. Well, it feels like Mike Barra basically said the handcuffs have been taken off of him. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah. He's able, I mean, if you think about it, little by little, as they joined with Activision, right? They joined. They were equal partners coming in. They were not underneath Activision. That's why it's ABK, Activision, Blizzard, King. They were not underneath, but they were technically uh, because of the structure. But they were supposed to be their own studio, their own heads, their own control and everything, right? Kind of like what Bungie's been trying to do this whole time, too. Trying to keep themselves separate, even though they're part of a bigger conglomerate. Now, Bungie, little by little if you guys have noticed, have lost this, have lost that. They've lost these little minute things because it's overkill. We already have an HR person. We already have marketing. We already have this, right? So little by little, they've been losing these privileges that they've already had because it was part of their ecosystem. It was part of their business. Well, we already have it. Why do we need it twice, right? So and that's that's the thing that you have to worry about when you when you do stuff like this. But a little bit more and more as it went through, they were losing more and more of their control of their autonomy. And now it seems like they have their own autonomy back. They can be blizzard. They can make blizzard mistakes. And it's not based on somebody else, some other CEO up in Activision making the choice for them. So that's this. This is an exciting moment, which is why I was all excited. I know I didn't hear it, but in my head, I heard it. I I, I heard it from the cosmos. Starcraft ghosts. So, yeah, you know what I mean? I heard it from the cosmos. I know I didn't physically hear it. I know you guys didn't hear it either. Well, it's but... been making the rounds, dude. I mean, uh, Jamie Moran. Uh, actually uh, 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 put out a, a pretty cool post the other day where he had, uh, that was on the cover of one of the Xbox magazines from two decades ago. Like, it yep. was so mean, like you tell OG me, Xbox days. You tell me the Cosmos wasn't talking to all of us about that, right? So, yes, I, I'm hopefully wishing, praying, whatever you want to call it, wishful thinking, <laughs> you know. It is what it is. But it would be cool to see them do something like that, right? Um, they have StarCraft uh, that is phenomenal for, for the genre that it is for RTSs. You know, Warcraft was, was great back in the day. 
uh, but the way that they developed and put StarCraft in there, they changed up the dynamic um, for what Warcraft used to be. You know, so it was really cool for what they did. And Warcraft still kept on growing strong as, as two separate IPs. You know, the they were in competition with each other, but at the same time, they supported each other because it was, again, underneath the same um, powerhouse. Now, when you when you look at um, having uh, the ability that the chains have been removed, they can do whatever they want. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm hoping for the side scroller that they were doing with Warcraft back in the day that you know that that would have been a cool one that would have been cool to see these little side stories, you know, stuff like that. You know, I said this about Halo. Do all this stuff, you know, change it up a bit, you know, do this and that. Do the well, weird now, stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, do the I'm weird stuff about. that you want, right? We we did it with gears. They had gears pop. They got the gears tactics. They got, you know, what I mean, they're they're changing it up that allows other people that would normally not be into this maybe get into it because of the lore. Why do you think Star Wars is is so famous and popular? It's not just because of the movies. It's not because of the shows. It's because of everything that they've done. You know, those original games that were Star Wars games didn't really fit the movie. They just made a game with those characters. You Super know, Star that, Wars, man, what a what a right, great title, bro! Right, that was, and, and then and then you go from there to um, uh, what was it? Uh, Empire, uh, the one on Nintendo sixty four. Oh, the, the one, yeah, the launch title. Uh, oh my uh, god! And, and, yeah, I know. We told you know why exactly am I blinking? Why am I blinking on this? No, not Couture. Um, Shadows of the Empire. Right, so you look at that game that was phenomenal. New characters, new you see what I'm saying? You do the same thing here, you bring in more stuff, uh, when it comes to the the lore and background histories and different play styles, and and they can do uh, a phenomenal job, you know. And it opens up again, it opens them up to make wow even better, you know, that the whole console thing that everybody's been freaking out about yeah you can do keyboard and mouse on xbox you could do this you could do that um i don't see a big deal on it some people are just are still negative about it um i still see it plausible uh yeah i don't want to play keyboard and mouse from my couch but uh if you want to play wow from your couch that's going to be either that way or they're gonna have to redesign like they did with halo wars redesign the controls uh for you know a, a controller to play these games on your couch i mean there's there's a give and take you got to figure it out and i'm sure they will if, if they're gonna come through and bring wow to the xbox so you can play it from the couch that will dope. be a a solution that they you know it might not be the perfect solution but it's going to be a, a solution you know so all the naysayers you can naysay all you want but if someone's got the will and the guts they'll do it you know, and that's that's the beauty of it with without those handcuffs. Right. What 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 happened with a lot of the studios that their handcuffs were released and they were able to do their passion projects? Ah, there may be some passion projects that Bungie or Bungie. God, try that again. Blizzard has had in the works that they could not do because it just didn't fit with the narrative. You know, it, yeah. it's it's not bringing in money like WoW is. So. It is, you know, what are you going to do? Well, you're going to say no and then kill it. 
you know, so hopefully, hopefully this opens up the door to better possibilities. And that's what, that's what you have to keep looking for and asking for, you know, you can't just say, Hey, I can't wait to see what they got. Hey, how about you encourage them? I can't wait to see you got, is it going to be Starcraft ghosts? Is it going to be the side scroller that you guys had brought up, you know, way back in the nineties? You know, can we see a reinvention of this? Can we see a reinvention of that? You know, let's, let's give them some guidance of what we want to see and then let them make the game that they want to make. Right. I don't like telling creators how to make their game. Uh, we saw that with uh, we happy few. They took too much uh, information and guidance from fans that it completely changed the game. The game is no longer what it was when we played it from the get go. You know, well, and- I mean, listen, you bring you bring up a, a tremendous amount of great points, and obviously, mm-hmm. we see that there there is there is. A, I mean, listen, I I the future of Blizzard, whether Microsoft owned them or not, I thought was bright. Uh, I think that the the correct leader is Mike Ybarra. Uh, I do like the idea that they, you know, with with as many studios as they currently own, there's really no rush for getting a game, you know, out, done out the door half baked. They're literally going to be able to take their time with everything because we know that they got the next three years locked up, right? What we know, some of the things we don't know, it is going to be a very bombastic time to be an Xbox fan. And if you're not a part of the platform, I don't think it's a... Right now, it's probably the best time you could possibly join because Game Pass keeps giving you inherent value. This is probably the best year for Game Pass without even trying. So just imagine when they get these AAA bombs going every quarter, every three months, you're going to have a first-party AAA bomb. Now, again, maybe not every game is going to be your bag. I, I That I understand. You know, you're going to get games from Blizzard. You're going to get games from Activision. You're going to get games from Bethesda. You're going to get games from Xbox Game Studios. But you know what? It's there for you to try. And without any risk, you go press the download button. If you don't like it, you can go right, right and delete it. But look, folks, we're going to end the show here. Because like I said, I am still a little under the weather. I've been pressing on the whole week. I've been sick since Monday, but not as bad today. But I definitely got to get to the doctors. Uh, Let's do some quick outros. But before we get there, there is a channel member uh, chat that I want to say. Gerald Mack, our generous friend of the community, who has been a channel member, folks, for two years. Gerald, thank you so much for the generosity. He says the gaming industry is so unforgiving. That PlayStation doesn't have time to make any significant moves for the next couple of years. It's now an Xbox World Order situation. Indeed, it absolutely is. Uh, So, Fuzzy Belvedere, let's get you on out of here, brother. Sell the brand. Let's try and get you to 1K subscribers on your YouTube channel. Drop that into into the chat so people can subscribe. Tell everyone we're the best place for anything and everything racing. And also, where could people reach out to you on social media? Just want to start off by thanking you for having me on. Always awesome being on here with you, Treadpool and Web Dave. Greatly appreciate the opportunity and always appreciate your guys' thoughts and views on things. And always like chit-chatting about the stuff in gaming news. So it's so much fun. Great way to start off a Friday uh, uh, weekend. Man, this this is an awesome time right now. Uh, thanks to everybody in the chat for checking us out. 
please hit the like and subscribe button if you haven't already. Definitely appreciate you taking the time to, to watch us and, and interact with us in the chat. Always, always appreciative of that. And for those that want to hear my rambles and rants on anything gaming related, just follow me on the app formerly known as Twitter at fuzzy underscore Belvedere, or you can find me on YouTube. Just do a search for fuzzy Belvedere all together. You'll be able to find my channel. Greatly appreciate any subscribers. Thank you for your time, support, and feedback. Thanks again. Super appreciate that. And Dreadpool, let's bring you into the uh, right, right up front and center. You can find folks Dreadpool at linktree.com slash Dreadpool, youtube.com slash Dreadpool, Twitter at Dreadpool, TikTok at Dreadpool, hover.gg slash Dreadpool. You can find him here each and every Friday morning when he can, and he's not dead from working an 80-hour week. And you can also find him on Sunday evenings on Wilmy Hood's show known as the Gaming, Gaming Beyond the Box. By all means, brother, sell the brand. Where can people subscribe and check out your Breaking Bread with Dread as well as all of your horror videos uh, from the haunted houses that you went to this year? And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Yes, thank you, Boom. Uh, again, most importantly, thank you, chat. We love you guys. Uh, I got to thank Web Dave and Fuzzy and um, uh, for being here today. It's it, it's it's uh, it sucks to see Web Dave leave early, but it is one of those things. Uh, but we always love uh, talking with him and, and chatting with him. And same thing with Crispy when he can be here. We love having you know the whole panel here together. But we make do with what we have. Yep. And um, you know everybody's always missed when we, when we can't be there, but um, I need to update my links. Um, I, I am the resident guest of Good Morning Xbox also now. Uh, been on and off. Uh, we've talked about that. I definitely need to update these links. Um, I'm, I have a special project coming up in, in the next uh, couple weeks I'm going to be working on. It's going to take a lot of my time. So appreciate if you guys check out my channel uh, for those that haven't subscribed. Uh, just so you know, as Boom was stated, I have a lot of Halloween stuff coming up. Um, there's a lot of layover from Halloween that we actually did um, so another trail uh, after Halloween. So I got some more videos on that. I got some unboxings. There's a lot of backlog on videos to come out. I'm trying not to flood you guys with too much, too many videos all at the same time. So really appreciate it. Uh, again, we're, we're at 2,099. I mean wow nice. I, I i hit a thousand because of you boom in ah, february and already passed two thousand or you know uh what two weeks ago three weeks yeah, ago well, that's, that's all the work I mean, that you're doing brother you're putting the work in you know it, it was again it's it's this is why we thank you that people like you and we we also do the same thing passing it forward to the others you yes know, you gotta you you gotta give people a chance. You gave me my chance, and I'm giving other people chances too. So you know, again, we gotta thank everybody and happy Veterans Day, everyone. Yes, indeed, happy Veterans to all of our uh, men and women who have served this country with distinction and honor and integrity. And of course, uh, have a magnificent weekend. Enjoy gaming on whatever console you enjoy gaming. And of course, a big thank you to all of the super chats as well as channel memberships that have continually supported the channel and of course i'm going to close out the show with something that's incredibly important to me folks hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids and he would say craig treat others how do you want to be treated and also 
It doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, Craig. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of Breakfast with Boomer. Yeah.